Hello and welcome to Freedom Through Truth, a broadcast outreach of Ministries of Wayne Weaver, bringing the freedom of God through the truth of God's Word. Let's tune in to today's message. It's these little types of confirmations that sometimes God's children need. They need these confirmations at times to just to show us little guidelines and show us little markers down the road that we know we're on the right track, that we know that we've heard from God. And this message today will have to do with that. Before I get into the main heart of the message, there's a verse that I would like to read out of 1 Corinthians, two verses actually. It's a verse that those of you that know me well have used this verse so many times. It says like this, but as it is written, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And sometimes, if God would just help us to see that perhaps there is much more to experience in this Christian walk than what we even know of, than what we even have been able to uh, participate in. There is so much more depth, but it is hidden to, to the ears and it is hidden to the eyes, the Bible says. And it is only received by the entrance of the heart. And that comes by a divine work of God. I want you to continue seeing this. It says, uh, Neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. So we, when we look at this verse, we know that my eyes and your eyes cannot receive the things of God. My ears and your ears cannot receive the things of God. And it says that, and it has not entered into the heart of man the things that God has prepared for them that, based on that one little verse, a word again, those based on the ones that love him. There's such a secret and such a key in this Christian life, and that is to love God. It's one of the greatest keys I've ever discovered. I believe it's part of the key of David, which I will not go into today, but loving God. You see, when somebody loves you, you do anything for them. When somebody loves you, when you love somebody, you do so much for those people. Somebody can make a mistake right in your face, and you love them so much that you'll just forgive it. You don't even think about it. Love is such a key in loving God. Now look at verse 10. It says, but God has revealed them. It says them, T-H-E-M them unto us by His Spirit, capital S, meaning the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. The Holy Spirit is the searcher, and He knows all these things, and these things can only come within a man by way of the Holy Spirit. All right? Do you understand that? You see, the Holy Spirit lives in our spirit. And so even the heart... Bible says it hasn't entered the heart, and it hasn't entered the eye, hasn't entered the ear, but it has entered, and I believe this is part of it, that when you receive the Holy Spirit, and specifically I would like to touch and say the baptism of the Holy Spirit, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that Holy Spirit comes to you in a way that many people do not experience. And within the Holy Spirit, there is depth and understanding and things that He supplies out of you, out of your life, that He will show you and cause you to walk in it. You see, the natural man cannot receive the things of God. It's foolishness to him. 
He cannot, he's not subject to the law of God, and he can't even be subject to the law of God. It can't be, it doesn't work that way. So the Holy Spirit plays a very key role in us as Christian people. In fact, if I can say a very extremely key role. And so we always need to welcome the Holy Spirit, which so many people are afraid of the Holy Spirit. And I say like this, that he is the person that lives within us. He is the person that lives within us. We need, not to, we need to be able to trust him. I remember years ago, right after we started, 27 some years ago or close to that, I remember that one night I had this idea because of some of the things that I've seen in places where I've been to New York, et cetera, all over, all over, all over the place, places in, in, in uh, city missions and so forth, where I've seen some of God's people and I thought, you know, it's, it, it looks so good, but then there were things that really disappointed me. And then for a while, I, I remember coming home at times and I, I wanted to push the Holy Spirit up on a stick and somehow hold him out there and control him. Because I was afraid some people are going to do some things perhaps that are a bit weird or a little bit different. And I was just not comfortable. I wanted to have control so that because there were so many rumors going out, so many things that were happening, and I just kind of wanted to protect that. And it seemed that at that time that there was a grieving going on in the church that I didn't quite understand until one night I had a dream and I dreamed. I dreamed, I saw myself standing and I had a long stick. It was a long stick that was probably higher than these ceilings. It was way up there. And then there was a white dove sitting on top that was all bloody and it had dirt on it. And I saw the church people looking up there and I had a hold of the stick and I pushed it out so they couldn't quite reach. I was afraid they would reach the Holy Spirit and then it would go out of my control. And I saw that God was extremely grieved with that. that. That's where I made the decision that I will trust the Holy Spirit. I will always trust the Holy Spirit. Now maybe God cannot trust me and I cannot trust myself, but I will always trust the Holy Spirit. And I will never keep him out there on a stick. And so I welcome him today because I believe he's one of our great successes in our life. I would like to start out with a parable, and this is not really a pre-thought one. I've been trying to think a little bit how I want to state this, but I want to start out with a bit of a parable so you have a better understanding. I would like to say this way. There was a, there was a woman that was in her, uh, in her 50s and in her 60s, and she was taking care of an old elderly man that almost couldn't get around anymore. This elderly man was uh, extremely rich, very wealthy. And what happened is this elderly man one day gave a picture to this woman, and this woman lived in poverty pretty much all her life. And at times she was wondering, is there any way that this man could even share with him, with her, because she lived in so much poverty. And she had this picture given and she took it home and she hung it on the, on the wall. And then this man told him, this picture is quite special. Take it, it is all yours. Well, after this man died, the picture hung there on, this, on the wall of this woman's house. 
And it was years later when this woman became a very elderly woman. She had a neighbor lady come by and she volunteered to clean the house. And she looked at this picture and she asked if she could clean it. She took it off the wall and dusted it. And you noticed that there was a little slot between the picture and the back, paper, and there was an envelope stuffed in there. And, huh, this woman remembered faintly yet that he said, this is a very special picture. So she took the envelope out and there was a will in there. And in that will, there was written that over $2 million would go to this woman. And then that woman saw this and died the next day. That woman was told she has a beautiful picture in her home that has a lot of value. But she went with what she saw at face value and just saw the face of the picture in the front and she never dug deeper to find out really what was in this picture that made it so special. I believe in saying that that's what we have in our hands. So many of us have taken this word and we've read it and we've understood it with our natural thinking and we've basically found face value in it and we've exhausted face value out of the Bible. But within it, there is something much more hidden and much more deeper and God wants to go further in this, but only few that find it. That's my heart today. This message today will be based on that. I know that perhaps I'm standing here being sober somewhat because of the weight of how I wish so much that this message would come into the hearts of people and they could start living by what I have to share today. It's not that I'm sad, I'm full of joy, but there's a burden that somehow the power and the Word of God that they would come through to your heart to those of you that are seeking, to those of you that are hungering and thirsting after righteousness, that you would truly be filled the way the Bible says. Because the Bible says that if you hunger and thirst after him, you will be filled. Why is it so hard to be hungry and thirsty after righteousness? Why does it seem to be so hard? Some people refer to hunger and thirst after righteousness as being a trial. It's not a trial. That's what hunger feels like. I didn't eat for a couple weeks. I thought there was a little something uh, that I, I, did, I did not eat necessarily to fast, but I did not eat for several weeks. And I was hungry. I was really hungry. At times I was so hungry. And I was not punishing myself, but I, I was not eating. And at times it became very uncomfortable, but I was healthy. But it became, I became so uncomfortable at times. And I believe that many Christians, when they hunger, they, they wonder sometimes, what's wrong with me? What's wrong? See, see, you can sit and you can sit and listen to a message. You can read the Bible and you might not find much content in it through certain times and seasons of your life. It's because you're hungry. God is wanting to take you deeper. He's wanting to take you deeper into his kingdom. And there's a hunger that is in there. And you ask yourself and you ask God, God, what is wrong with me right now? There just seems to be something wrong. Seems to be so much distance. No, all it is is you're hungry. And as so many Christians don't like that hunger, because in that hunger, it feels that things are going wrong for them. And that's what happens when you're hungry is you're not being fed. 
The Word is not making much for you. The Word's not doing much for you. But there's a day coming. The Bible says that if you hunger and thirst, you will be filled. So it will come. Over in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, if you go over there, you'll find a place, a sign that simply reads the home of the battle of the Gettysburg Battle, which was in July between 1 and 3 in 1863. It was fought. You'll see that. If you go down to Georgia, go over to Chattanooga and go some back roads, you will find these signs that are along the wall or the sides of the road that says historic landmark. And if you stop and you read, you'll see some incident of history that has happened. The message today is entitled, The Valley of Achor. The Valley of Achor. Now, You'll have to bear with me a little bit. I'm having, to, I'm, I'm having to stumble to the left and to the right a bit till we get to the main message, to the main point. And I don't want you to miss that. But I have to lay some foundation. And in that, I find, first of all, that in this battle that we read about in Gettysburg, that people travel to, to look at that, and then it goes through their minds, ah, what all happened here? Oh, yeah, and they remember that. When you go to Israel, you go past places and go to places, and you'll find, again, an historical sign that simply reads, this is the home of, or this is the tell of so-and-so city that at one point was defeated. This is the home of so-and-so. This happened here, and this happened here. Today, we will visit one of those signs and God tells us in his word, and I want you to hear this, that in this sign, in this spot that we're going to visit today is a door of hope. The valley of Achor is the door of hope. This is the place where we will find hope. And we want to take a look at what all happened in Achor, this valley of Achor. I've never really seen the valley. Thank you for listening to today's program. We hope you were blessed. This program is made possible by the generous donations of our listeners. Check out our website and get our weekly word e-letter by signing up at www.ministriesofwayneweaver.com. Until next time, God bless.